Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're glad that you're here. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. Uh, I'm Lee Preston, and this is I'm also here with my lovely wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. We're glad to be here. We've had a full weekend. We had a, a great weekend with uh, the Journey to Joy ladies. We had about seven ladies come to our house this weekend, and it was just a real blessing. It was a blessing to uh, walk along the, with them in their journey to healing and um, just, <laughs> excuse me, just to see what God has. It's amazing, I think, when uh, when you you have a retreat and and you can watch people change. You know, we even noticed that uh, there was a real difference between ladies that showed up on Friday versus the ladies that left on Sunday. And there was just real hope there. It is, and I'm not sure her. So we're we're still trying to get our mics here done because I don't know that I'm hearing Shay right now. So say something, it Shay. Was, it was quite a blessing. So we'll keep. I'll keep talking until she gets her microphone up and running. Um, but the Journey to Joy, ladies, uh, it's just a, a great time. It is a great retreat. Uh, we take uh, women step by step through the process of healing and hope and recovery and uh we just ask we we just are glad that God gives us the opportunity to do that and i think shay is now with us say hello shay am i here now you are here you shay has entered the building well i hear you over here so we'll maybe the mic her earphones may need to be turned up a little bit but so we're just glad to be here and uh we are going to talk a little bit tonight about Knowing your true self, um, and, and where God, where God loves to speak into our life those things that, uh, are authentic and true about us and help us to see who we really are. Are you with us still, Shay? I think I'm with you. Well, we'll keep talking and see because I don't hear her in my, my, in my earphones either, but. Well, let's pray first, and let's just see where God wants to go tonight. Father, we just need your help. We need your hope. And, Father, we just pray that you take us tonight to the places that you want to go. Because you are a God of the impossible. You love to take us to the places of hope. And you love to take us to the places of knowing who we really are. And I just ask you, Jesus, to do that, to open the doors of our heart, to open even listeners' hearts, to help them to see the things that you want them to see and to know who they are. And we thank you ahead of time how you're going to do that, Jesus. Thank you for being our blessing. Thank you for being our, our Savior, for reminding us of who we are. 
And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I hear you a little bit now. There you are. Glad to have you, Shay. Well, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> we just uh, love technology because sometimes it throws us for a loop, but uh, we're just glad that it's worked now and that, and we're, we'll, we'll keep talking. It is always interesting. We also, you're listening to Shadow of His Wings Radio, Healing Hidden Wounds. Uh, if you would like to call in, I'm going to throw out immediately that we are a call-in show. We'd love to have you call in. And uh, just to talk, uh, our number here is locally, 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. And I just wanted to add um, earlier... Before we had the difficulty, um, you were talking about the the retreat we had this weekend. And, you know, the thing that just sticks out in my mind is seeing, seeing the wives come in and there's just no hope. You know, and you just see the devastation and the just the lack of hope. And, you know, but you see the desire in their eyes that they want the hope. You know, and over the course of, of two days, three days, on the third day, you know, it's, you just kind of see it transpire and treat, see it transform and, and just see hope coming into their eyes. And it's just a great thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's so similar, I think, to the, to even the, the death and resurrection of Christ, because on the, the first day, on that Friday, it was all hope was lost and there was nothing there. And then on Sunday, three days, two days later, it was an absolute joy to know that God had been, had resurrected his son and that salvation was possible. And you can almost see the hope of salvation in each lady's eyes as they, as they see hope for the first time. Right. And I just want to just, Give a little notification that we do have another Journey to Joy coming up in May, I believe it is. Yes, it is. It's May. And you can go to the website at www.journeytojoy.org. And you can check the, that date out. Um, and just for those of you who may be listening for the first time, the Journey to Joy retreat is for wives whose husbands have gotten into some sort of sexual brokenness. Maybe it's a husband who's looking at porn or, or in compulsive masturbation or getting into affairs or online sex. And so, uh, it's a great place to help wives come to feel like they can actually relate and to share and to feel like they're not alone in this struggle. Well, and to just feel. That's one of the big things is sometimes you don't know how to feel. And so it's a, it's a process. Learning how to feel and what to feel and what do I do with my feelings. Amen. And sometimes you can't even figure that and it's just being at a safe place where you can just sit and figure that out. Absolutely. Because feelings are hard things. You know, I don't know that we do a great job in our society of teaching people how to feel. I think we do a, probably, unfortunately, a good job of teaching people how not to feel. Uh, we tell people that it's not good to cry and you shouldn't cry, quit your crying or pull yourself up by your bootstraps or put your good, your big girl panties on and all those things that, uh, just tell people that, you know what, I don't really have a right to, to even feel right now. I've got to always be strong. And I think unfortunately when you live in the world of always being strong, you have a heart that's always hardened. 
because you never really allow your heart to soften enough to see what you really do feel. Very true. And so that is our hope. Uh, this uh, is Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, which means what we try to look at is wounds that may be hidden in your heart somewhere that affect you, but you don't really know them or you don't have never really looked at them. We try to offer real answers to life's tough questions. And and we were talking on the way in tonight, what is our question for tonight? And we don't even know if we have a specific question as much as we we definitely know that we want to talk about authenticity and being real and being the person that God created us to be. Uh, so I, I would like to challenge folks listening right now, and that is to to really begin asking yourself, do I live as the person that I was created by God to be, or do I live as the person that someone else created me to be? Maybe it was a parent who... Or by other people's expectations. Absolutely. Maybe it was a parent who had an expectation that... Or it could be is today, currently. Sure. Definitely. It's all of those things. It's it's current. It's past. It's living in a place where someone has told you how to be or who you are. You know, maybe you always wanted to be a ballerina. And someone said, you know, you'll never make any money at being a ballerina. You need to be a school teacher. And so maybe you became a school teacher, but you never really gave up the heart to dance or whatever that is. And that's a simple example, but that's kind of what we're looking at tonight is have you ever been persuaded to be somebody different than what your heart wanted you to be simply because somebody else had those expectations? So it's trying to begin looking at who are we and how did we get here and what caused us to be that way. Uh, there's a great verse, and, and a lot of people know it. It's a pretty familiar verse. It's Jeremiah 29:11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans for a purpose and plans for your good. You know, God does know the plans he has for us, and he knows who we are. And I think the most amazing thing is, is what we what we may not even fully grab onto sometimes, is that God created our hearts. So he knows the desires and the hopes and the dreams that he put there. And I just challenge people tonight to think about, are we living up to God's best for us or are we living up to someone else's best? Well, and the, and you you can't forget the part in the in the verse where it says he doesn't he does not mean harm to you. Absolutely. Because flesh that out for us. Was that part so important? <laughs> well, I just think it's important because you know, sometimes when people have plans for you, your parents or expectations that people have, you know, you don't always feel like they're always in your best interest. Amen. You know, but when you can have faith in God, I mean, he declares, you know, I have a plan for your life and it's not to harm you, but it's for you to prosper. And I just I just find great hope in that because um and great joy because I know that whatever the plans are it's not going to hurt me. Amen. It's something I'm going to like, it's something that's going to be for me, designed just for me. And so I just think that's kind of a hope for everybody. It's like you are so unique, you know. Sometimes we say in our in our retreats, you know, that let God be unique. 
with each person in their healing, in their life, in their walk, in their, you know, whatever they do. You know, let God be unique. And I think that says he's unique in what he wants for you. Absolutely, because sometimes in someone else's desire to decide our plans for us, we also feel as if they're telling us that God has these same plans for us. And I promise you, you know, when you can look at a sunset or when you can look at the the fish in the ocean, God did not live inside a box. He was always God outside of the box. He always does things a little bit differently than what our human thinking comes up with. And so you just never know the true plans that God may have had for you that may have been outside the box that you live in. And I and I like the way you, you emphasize that, that it isn't that God wants to harm us. Sometimes it may feel fearful to head out into the place he wants us to go because we are used to living inside a box or on a straight line or where someone told us we were supposed to be. But then when or God... Or because we feel like we're going to fail. Absolutely. You know, we feel like, wow, you know, maybe we've been, we've been told we're a failure in our past or maybe we've tried and stepped out to do something and it's like, you know, you really think you can do this? Absolutely. You know, look at you. You couldn't even do it. You know, and so you just stop trying. And I think it's amazing that if you don't stop trying, then he'll actually build faith each step of the way so that you can finally take the leap. And do what God has for you. It's like Max, Max Lucado. Max always says, he says, he's your greatest encourager. Absolutely. And he is our greatest encourager. You know, we, uh, personally, um, you know, we never thought we'd be where we are, uh, coming out of our own brokenness and being told who we are. You know, it's, it's easy to pick up someone else's identity for us. Mm-hmm. It's easy to pick up what somebody else says. This is who you are. But when God speaks into your heart about who you really are, then you know it and you begin to breathe it and you begin to live it and you begin to aspire to get to that place. Amen. Well, we have a, a song we want to play and it uh, is is called All You Dream. And uh, we will tell you a little bit more about the song at the end, but we'd just like you, for you to listen to it and uh, let it bless you as, uh, as you just hear the words. But you don't really know me Your eyes see right through me What you think I am Is what you want me to be Your hopes and dreams for me Attempt to change things Things that my God has for me The things you cannot see Your hopes and dreams for me are all you dream, are all you dream. 
but you don't really know me. I see right through me. What you think I am is what you want me to be. My heart is filled with dreams of my own. But your desires are all you have sown. My life is steered by the hopes you long for. But the man I am cries out for more. Stand back. Take heart, don't you see you've done your part? Allow me to be the man God wants me to be. And it feels so lonely waiting for you to notice. Me on the inside isn't who you want to see. Because your hopes and dreams for me are all you dream. So lonely, waiting for you to notice. Me on the inside isn't who you wanna see. Because your hopes and dreams for me are all you dream, all you dream. You see me, but you don't really know me. Your eyes see. Think I am is what you want me to be. My want to make you happy has become a want to make him happy. I need to be the man he wants me to be. In spite of what you think you see, I feel so lonely waiting for you to notice me on the inside is. Because your hopes and dreams for me are all you dream. It feels so lonely waiting for you to notice me on the inside isn't who you wanna see. Because your hopes and dreams for me are all you dream. Because your hopes and dreams for me are all you dream. All you dream. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part.
You see me, but you don't really know me. Your eyes see right through me. What you think I am is what you want me to be. Song. That was our song. Uh, as you may have noticed, that was our theme. That's our theme song as well. That is a song that I wrote and was sung by a really good friend of mine, Corey Doyle, locally here. Uh, it is just a great, it's a great song. Not that I wrote it, but it's a great song because it speaks about when everyone else sees you a certain way and yet you want to be who God wants you to be. And can you share a little bit about the song? Sure. Uh, it came out of a place of my own just feeling as if my parents um, had their dreams for me, which were great. They were good dreams. They weren't they weren't dreams that were bad for me, but they wanted certain things that I couldn't ever reach, and or at least in my perception, I couldn't ever reach and. As I begin to get into my own healing and seeing who God wanted me to be, uh, I began to realize that sometimes people in your life, they have such hopes that you are a certain way or that you be a certain way or that you take a certain career path that all they see are their dreams. They don't see your dreams. And I really want to reach out to someone who might be feeling like maybe they don't even know who they are. You know, you see me, but you don't really know me. Your eyes see right through me. What you think I am is what you want me to be. And what that is, folks, is that is trying to determine who does God want me to be versus those people in my life that I don't know how I can ever live up to their expectation or what they say I'm supposed to be versus who I am. And this doesn't have to be parents. I mean, I had great parents, still have great parents, and and all they wanted was their best for me. And yet, sometimes our best gets in the way of God's best. And so it's it's trying to figure out how do you see who you are versus what everyone else may have told you that you are. Again, we'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your story. Maybe you have a story of, of finding who you really are in spite of growing up in a place where you didn't, people would tell you who you were or people would, would suggest that you were somebody different than what you knew was going on inside your heart. The number is 210-340-9585. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe. Or even a question. Or even a question about finding who you are. You know, knowing the the plans he has for us is great. Go ahead. Well, it's just knowing who God says you are is a wonderful thing. And finding him is, and finding his best is great. Because it's amazing once you find that niche that it helps you to know that, you know, when I'm in God's best, then I don't have to struggle with who I think I am. I don't have to struggle with who other people say I am. I am just who I am. And so I hope that you, uh, that you, that you're finding that. I hope that you're finding out who you are and, uh, that you find God's best. Again, you're listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, and we'd love to hear from you. 210-340-9585. Let him rain. 
life in my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio with uh, Lee and Shay, and we're glad to be here. Uh, we do want to try and offer real answers to life's tough questions, and tonight's question is even tough for us. It's it's how do you know that you're in the will of God? How do you know that you're following the plans that God has for you and not someone else's? You know, a story comes to mind. I worked with uh, someone one time who, as we started talking, he... Uh, he came to realize that at some point he became a doctor because everyone else in his family had become a doctor. And it was just understood that he too was to become a doctor. And you know, it wasn't like he hated being a doctor. It was just, you know, as we began talking, one, one question that I asked him once was just, what did you want to be when you grew up? And that's how he began to talk about being a doctor and and that it was great to be a doctor. But his dream had always been to be a meteorologist. And I think about that and I think, you know, you know, how many of us let go of a dream because we're afraid that it's not going to make the money we want or that it's not going to be, you know, it's a silly dream or it's a pipe dream. It's not something that will ever come to, to pass. And so I'm just offering to you, if God knows the plans he has for you, have you ever asked yourself, am I really doing that thing that I was made for? And I just want to encourage you to think about that. And I'd love for you to call in if you have a question or a story. Maybe you found that thing that God has for you. Uh, our number is 210-340-9585. You're also welcome to email us at info at, sh- <clears throat> excuse me, info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, finding God's best and finding His will for us is not always an easy task. Uh, sometimes when we've grown up in places where someone wanted something for us that was more their dream, uh, sometimes they live their dream through us. So maybe you've experienced that. Maybe you have experienced a, a parent or a teacher or a mentor that, that lived their dream through you. And it makes it very difficult when that happens to try and come up with a, an idea of who God says you are or his best for you. So what would somebody, if they're, if they're listening out there tonight, 
and uh, they're thinking, yeah, you know, there's I I always had a desire to do this, or I always enjoyed drawing, or sometimes I just I felt like I wanted to do something, you know, but I was always told I couldn't do it right or whatever that might be. You know, what would you, what suggestions would you have for them? Well, I think the first thing to look at would be, what are you afraid of? Okay. You know, are you afraid? Like if you're, if you like to draw or you like art, you've always wanted to be an artist, what are you afraid of? What holds you back every day from even in your quiet times and even in your moments where you're not at work and doing what you normally do or, you know, what are, what are you afraid of getting up and getting a, a piece of paper out and some pens or some colored chalk or some paint and and what scares you about just starting to try it? Okay. And what do you think it is that that happens that causes people to uh, to go a different direction? to go in a direction that somebody else has their plans for them or their expectations, what is it that causes that? Well, I think it is wanting to please them, perhaps, you know, especially if it's a parent, you know, if you, you know, if you think about it here, perhaps you have a dad who is a CPA or an accountant and he loves it. And so he has a son who loves being, uh, loves being around his dad. And so he sits with them and he talks with them and his dad encourages him, you know, and talks to him about being an accountant, how much he loves it and starts teaching him about money at a very early age. And, and yet what if deep down in his heart, he's always wanted to be a race car driver, you know, or a, a doctor or a dentist, you know, and or maybe it's something even a little far, far out, you know, a painter, an artist, uh, a songwriter, a singer, a musician, you know, those things that we're all a little bit afraid of is, oh, wow, are they going to be able to make it and are they going to make money and are they going to be able to survive and feed themselves and their family? And so perhaps dad in his fear says, oh, you don't want to be an artist because you never know what you'll get. You know, you're not going to be able to feed a family on an artist salary. You know, that's for sure. And so what he begins to learn is, is, uh-oh, dad doesn't think I can do it. He doesn't think that I'll be good at it. So I better just be who he says I'm supposed to be. Uh, so you never know what, what, what somebody might tell you. You never know where you come up with these ideas, but it's usually because I'm afraid of trying what God has for me. Or I'm afraid to be who God might want me to be because what if I fail at it? It's kind of like the artist who never brings out her paintbrush because she's afraid what if it doesn't turn out the way it should? Or what if she fails at it? So she just never tries. Are you talking to me? (laughs) No, I don't think I'm talking directly to you. I think we have a caller, so we'd like to... Thank you for calling Shadow of His Wings Ministry, Healing Hidden Wounds. This is Lee. What's your comment or question? Yeah, hi, Lee. I was listening to your, your question, and I, I have a, a kind of a concept, and it may be cheating your point a little bit. I don't know. You, you tell me. But what's happening with a lot of universities now, um, kids are getting double majors. You know, so what they'll do is they may get a core major in one thing, but they'll get a, 
the second major in our Roman civilization. And uh, it's kind of getting the best of both worlds. I was at a meeting one night, and this one guy was telling me his daughter wanted to be a history major. And I said, well, you know what a lot of places are offering now is, you know, you, they're offering double majors, you, and a lot of kids are doing that, and they'll do, do it in four or five years. And I said, she still has her love of history, and then she can get her degree in business or engineering or science. But And uh, it seems like it's cheating your concept a little bit, but at the same time, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of getting the best of both worlds. What do you think? Absolutely. I definitely think it's it's, I mean, that's a great idea. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think uh, what I would go a bit deeper on is once you get that double major, uh, what if you were to find that the one that doesn't really fulfill your pocketbook is the one that God has for you? Yeah. And if that's the case, do you trust him enough to head off and do the thing he's called you to do in spite of what it might or might not look like? Because don't you think sometimes we have fear of of the unknown of that thing we love to do versus that thing we know might make money or provide for our families or sure yeah yeah I agree um, and I guess you you may pursue that thing even harder knowing that you've got this other thing to fall back on although I don't know how much faith is involved when you're doing that but you know I can I can pursue my art a little bit harder I've got a shingle I can hang out on the wall here and I can do this accounting business or whatever it is. Um, I don't know. Amen. And, and you know what? I think that's great. And there's nothing wrong with fitting all of those things together because God's great at fitting those things together. I think the, uh, the, the question I would have for anybody who would ask me is I would say, you know, just be careful because I know in my own life, uh, for the, for the longest time it was, uh, it was that I thought I, I needed to put the business side first. And then God said, no, I want you to put the ministry side first. And I was like, mm. uh oh. That's scary because now I have to actually trust you to provide every day. And so right. sometimes we lose the focus of that thing we love and we're made for because the other thing takes over. And that's the only thing I would talk to him about. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's good. I know that um, from a company point of view, when you see somebody with a, a double major like that, I see them as being well-rounded. Amen. And there's definitely nothing wrong with that with, with an employer only coming to your company. It's do want that you know they're not so narrow focused and it's a little bit more just have a bigger world absolutely can i ask you a question yes what did you want to be when you grew up boy you know i just i just fell into i was so strong in math i don't know that i really defined what i wanted to be when i grew up in that regard i i was always good in math i thought i was going to go into engineering but uh that didn't work out, and I did still go into a numbers profession with finance. Um, I am a people person. I do like to, I do like relationships. I do like teaching, and I've dabbled in that on the side. But I, I don't know that I really defined what I want to be when I grow up. Well, I think that's okay. I, I just like to ask people because sometimes you find a, you find a person who, who loves what they do, but. Down deep, they always wanted to be something else or do something else, and and uh, I just wanted to hear what you might have said. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Have a good evening. God bless you. You as well. You know, I think that is a great question. In my opinion, I would just ask folks if they're listening: Is have you ever asked yourself, you know, what did I want to be when I grew up, and have I followed that plan? 
you know, and, and certainly this world sometimes gets us sidetracked and because of life we don't always become exactly what we thought we would. But maybe you've had a dream to be somebody that, uh, that, ha- that, that had a different track in life. And what's kept you from following it? Our number here is 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. We're talking tonight about finding the dream God made you for. We were talking about earlier about Shay's lack of painting. No, I'm sorry, about just lack of <laughs> painting in general. You know, Shay is an artist and, uh, she does a beautiful work, but she's put it away for a while. But I, we were talking about what sometimes keeps people from going to that thing they love. And don't you think sometimes it is fear of just, what if I don't do well or what if it doesn't work out? I don't mean just personally from you. I'm just playing. But anybody who has a hard time going off and finding that dream that God made them for. Sure. I think it's that. But I also think, you know, I also think it's, you know, I keep thinking kind of what you were talking about, kind of living in other people's expectations and what they want for you. And, you know, you want to make people happy. You want them to be happy with you and and be pleased. And um, so sometimes you make life decisions like that based on other people. But, you know, it just doesn't really settle right until you're right in that sweet spot that God has called you to be in. And he's made you for. And isn't that just kind of a sad place when you've chosen something because somebody else wanted it? Sure. You know, it may feel good for a while because you see that you're making them happy. But if it's not really what God made you for, you know, you may find that that it's just been a disappointment for you. You know, that maybe you, you know, maybe you always thought you wanted to be a. A pilot and you were, you've ended up just being, you know, a manager, which is, there's nothing wrong with being a manager of anything if that's what God's called you to. But if you, if you're a pilot in a manager's uniform, then, you know, you might be feeling a little bit sad about, you know, your dreams and where you've taken them. And, and you may wonder, you know, why are they talking about this? You know, who cares? You know, I can serve God and still be in God's will and, and not do exactly what I want. And you're absolutely true. That's absolutely correct. You can do that. But I believe that God, that God wants us to be fully known and fully loved and to live in the passion that he gave us. And I mean the passion for life, the passion for what he created us to be. And I'm only asking what's kept you from getting to that passion, those things you love to do. Right. Well, and I also think it's important to look at because, you know, Kind of like, kind of spinning off from the retreats that we do and stuff. Sometimes you, you see that, you know, somebody that follows a pattern of, of, uh, pleasing other people, you know, ma- you know, doing things and making choices based on other people's desires and expectations. Sometimes along the, along the way, you end up with a person that ends up having uh, disappointment, you know, because they're, they're actually kind of looking towards, towards another person to, for their guidance. Absolutely. And God is the one that ultimately guides somebody. God is the one that has the plan for your life. Absolutely. You know, and so I guess 
you know, that was one thing I thought about this weekend. It was, it was, you know, you see just the devastation and it's, and, and, and how we'll just take, for example, you know, wives of, that of sex addicts, the retreat we had this weekend. And, you know, you've, you've got wives that feel, they feel like they're less than because their husbands are choosing to look at pornography or they're choosing to go out and, and, and have sex with prostitutes and those kinds of things. And so, you know, they, they maybe had their guidance, you know, and was looking to please their dad, their mom or, or, you know, people that they, that grew them up, you know, parented them, whether it's a parent, you know, biological parents or adoptive parents. Sure. And so then they move into wanting to please their husbands and their spouse. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. What I'm saying is that, that the ultimate design is for us to, to be under God's plan for our life. Absolutely. And when you are married, yes, you know, it is to please your spouse, but it's not to look to them for, for your worth. Your worth. Exactly. Your guidance and who God wants you to be. To define who you are. Absolutely. You know, you know, just because a guy says, well, I look at pornography because I like to look at whatever, you know, I won't use it, but, you know, and you don't have this, you know, wow, you know, so you're defining something different about your wife, you know, based on a physical attraction. Absolutely. You know, and so then she feels ugly. She feels less than. She feels like she's not worthy. Well, and what's happening there is then her husband is saying, I see you, but I don't really see you. I see right past you. Exactly. I see through you. Because you don't really matter. What matters is what I really want. And that's what that means, is, uh, is, is not really being enough for that person, but someone seeing past you and saying, well, I'd really rather you be this way. Right. Or I'd really rather you live up to this or that or the other. And it can be in our physical appearance. It can be in, you know, it's like when a, when a parent or a mentor or a, a teacher says, you know, I, I'll be happy with you if you are, are in this profession. Well, then you get into that profession and they're still not quite happy or they only see you as that profession. They don't really see your heart. They don't see what you feel. They don't see what you go through every day, but you've made them happy because you're making the money they want or you're making, you've become that that they want. And what that really is, is it's a hollow place. I mean, it's like you said, for the wife, it's a very hollow place. The wife of a a sexually broken man who looks past her to pornography she feels hollow because she doesn't feel like he sees her. Well, and I guess that's what I'm wanting folks to look at is, you know, if you, this isn't just about, you know, making decisions about, you know, what your profession's going to be or what, you know, what degree you're going to take in school or any of those things. You know, certainly if you're going in a direction based on somebody else, I'm just saying to look at it, to look at it because if you, if you are in a situation where you make decisions based on others, then it very well may be defining your worth 
And that's not in God's eyes. So maybe the great question we're offering to folks tonight is who defines you? Exactly. God or someone else's expectations? Exactly. Who defines the plans that are for you? God or someone else? Right. And how have you lived in that? Have you been afraid? You know, perhaps God is defining you a certain way and you're afraid that you're not going to succeed there. You know, so you run from that place. You know, it's hard. It is hard to, to take that step of faith that says, you know, God is saying I should do this or this is who he sees me as. You know, even if it is a wife, say, or a husband who's been defined by their spouse. You know, sometimes it's hard to step out of that and say, you know what, I'm not going to be defined this way anymore. I'm going to be defined by who God says I am. Mm-hmm. But then you have to step out from underneath what everybody's seen you as. You know, you I, we may be talking right now to that wife who who's always been the the doer. You know, she cooks, she cleans, she takes care of her kids. And God may be saying, that's not all I made you for. And wow, stepping out of that role is scary because what if people don't like me if I step out of that role of doing for everybody? And so you just never know what the, what the role God may be calling you to, but guess what? He does know the plans he has for you. And say it. Oh no, I was just going to say we are healing hidden wounds. Absolutely. I want to say real quick before you say that, I wanted you to say what you said earlier, which is plans not to harm you. Plans not to harm you. Amen. That's right. Go ahead. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I love that verse. Amen. Um, anyway, I was just going to say that we are healing hidden wounds, and if you'd like to call in, you can call at 210-340-9585. And I, I just want to offer to those folks who may have tried to define people, you know, it's hard to not want to tell your kids how they should be or how to, what jobs they should go after to make the most money cuz parents get afraid you know it's like am i going to have to take care of this kid for the rest of my days you know but it is an adventure for for those people who've tried to define as well to let go of that and to say you know what i'm not going to define them anymore i'm not going to even try to tell them who i think they should be Father, I pray that they become who you want them to be. And that's the great adventure, you know. Uh, you might find that you're, you're cut from a cloth that looks this way and they're cut from a completely different cloth. And can you be okay with that? So I challenge us listeners, all of us, even me and Shay tonight and, and Mark over there, I, I challenge us to live in the passions God's created us for and to be willing to take the leap of faith that it takes to go find that thing that he made us for. And what are we waiting for? Are you afraid? Maybe you are afraid. I've been afraid. There's things God's called me to do that I've been afraid to do because I'm afraid of failing. And I think one of the biggest reasons why we don't always follow the plans God has for us or even allow him to define us is that sometimes we're afraid that it's not going to turn out the way it should or that we're not going to do it just right or that it's going to fail somehow. And God loves it when we try, even if we fail. 
So he knows the plans he has for us, and you can't really find his best for you if you live in the safe places. Sometimes he calls us to the adventures. I was just sitting here thinking, you know, I think one question that would be good for just anybody that's listening and thinking, wow, you know, I kind of feel like I'm that way. I would just offer to to just think about some of the, just the voices that you hear. I mean, I'm not talking about psychotic, you know, voices in your head. Sure, those those other voices, those downing voices. Yeah, I'm just talking about the downing voices. And just pray over those. Amen. And just pray truth. Pray truth into those voices. And what are these saying to me? And are they somehow trying to define me and lead me into uh, following after what other people want for me? Amen. And we want to end tonight on the voice of truth. The voice of truth tells me a different story. If you've ever heard that song before, it's by Phillips, Craig, and Dean. It says, the voice of truth tells me a different story. The voice of truth says, do not be afraid. You know, if, if, uh, if David had not been willing to listen to the voice of truth, he may never have defeated Goliath. And he may never have become the king versus just the shepherd boy. And so just remember, in inside all of us, we may see ourselves as a shepherd boy, but God has a bigger plan for us. Live out his plan today. Remember he knows the plans for you. And join us next week where we'll keep trying to offer real que- answers to life's tough questions. God bless you. God bless you. love is done its part. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.